All right, the second technique we can use is called implicit differentiation, starting with the relation just as it's given to us, x squared plus y squared equals 25. I'm trying to find dy dx. Rather than solve for y and then differentiate each side, I'm going to actually just differentiate every term with respect to x, and then I'll see where my dy dx is, or r in some examples, and solve for it. So let's first start with x squared. That one's easy. The derivative of x squared with respect to x has not changed since before. It's still 2x. Plus, the derivative of y squared with respect to x requires the chain rule. It's like u squared with respect to x. So the derivative of y squared is 2y, but then because of the chain rule, I have to write times dy dx. I differentiate u squared with respect to x, and that's 2u du dx. If it's y, 2y dy dx. So here's my, where my dy dx is. Equals the derivative of 25, a constant with respect to any variable. Its derivative is 0. So now I've got 2x plus 2y dy dx equals 0. I want to solve for dy dx. Just like it's a variable x. I want to solve for dy dx now. So I've got a 2x term and a 2y dy dx term equals 0. So how about I add the negative 2x to both sides? So I want to get the dy dx term by itself first. And then I have 2y dy dx equals negative 2x. Now I've got a coefficient times dy dx equals um, some term. So I want to solve for dy dx still. The way I do that is by dividing both sides this time by 2y. Since 2y was multiplying by dy dx, I divide both sides by it to solve for dy dx. So I get dy dx equals negative 2x over 2y, which is just negative x over y dy dx is negative x over y. Now you might notice this does not look the same as the derivative we found by first solving for y. But what if we think about the fact that we're looking for the slope at a point, 3 comma 4. Then can't I just plug the point 3 comma 4 into the formula? I have negative 3 over y is 4. That's the same slope I got by solving for y first and then plugging in x equals 3. So notice, I still get the same slope of the tangent line, even though I didn't solve for y first. And even though this does not look like the dy dx I found in the previous technique. So how do I reconcile the fact that my slope doesn't look the same as what I found using the explicit differentiation, we would call it? Solving for y explicitly, getting y by itself then differentiating. I have dy dx equals negative x over y. Well, here's the thing that we need to notice. What's another name for y? When we solved for y, we got plus or minus the square root of 25 minus x squared. When I'm on the top half of the circle, I'm talking about 
the positive square root because the y values are positive on the top half. So doesn't that mean y equals the square root of 25 minus x squared? So what if I put that in place for y in my dy dx from the implicit differentiation? So I'm going to put dy dx equals negative x over the positive square root of 25 minus x squared. That's the same thing I obtained using explicit differentiation. dy dx negative x over the square root of 25 minus x squared. Okay, now I'm going to show you why implicit differentiation is so much nicer for this example. We're going to do an extension, and I'd like you to pause and practice and try it yourself. Find the slope of the graph at two other points on the circle. Find the slope at the point 3, comma, negative 4, and at the point negative 3, negative 4. So let me write that. Find the slope of x squared plus y squared equals 25 at a, the point 3, comma, negative 4, and b, negative 3, comma, negative 4. Use the formula that I found using implicit differentiation negative x over y. Use this one because you have an x and you have a y, so that's the easiest one to get the slope from. After you do that, look at your drawing of the circle, locate these two points on the circle, and see if the slope that you got does look like the slope of the tangent line at those points, and then come back.